Uh, what's up, people? Welcome to the Elevated Audio Podcast, where we talk about underground hip-hop and everything under the sun. I go by the name of Trini Elevate, and this is my co-host. Chris Audio, that's me. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, hope everybody's doing well out there. So, we're just going to jump right into it. So, Audio, tell us a little bit about your personal music background. I mean, I guess it, it's fitting, right? Because, I mean, this is the first episode. Like, first, like, I mean, we, you know, we've recorded and, you know. Yeah, first and, official. And a little bit, this is the first official episode, you know. So, I guess, kind of give people, like, an idea of, like, who the hell we are, you know. Um, so, yeah, like you said, or actually, like I said, uh, my name is Chris Audio. I've uh, been a music producer and audio engineer for about 15 years now. Um, but I'm from Miami. Uh, kind of been back and forth between Miami and Orlando for a while. And um, like I said, 15 years doing that. But I've also in the last like six years get started getting into, you know, booking shows, uh, you know, on the talent buying side and uh, as a promoter. And then, uh, you know, I've done a little bit of management, DJing, graphic design, web design, kind of jack of all trades, you know? So that's kind of, Everything. but, but the, the real foundation is, um, you know, the beats and uh, the engineering, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cool. What about, you know, what about you? So, you know. I'm basically the same, man. Um, so I guess to do like in a more chronological way, like I, my first introduction to actually like music um, was back in elementary school. I was a band geek. Uh, I played the flute. I did. I played the violin. And um, I had a lot of issues at home, man. So it was like. That was kind of like my escape, you right. know, being in a band and like playing the flute, playing the violin and all that. And, um, you know, as I got older, I thought that was corny. So like I quit and started hanging out with the cool kids, <laughs> right? Like most of us do, start getting in trouble hanging out with the cool kids. And um, that's when like, I I guess you could say entered the other side of, um, of music or creating of art. I started just, you know, freestyling with, with the with the homies like we would get high we'd smoke blunts and all that and just like just freestyle um so that's where like the hip-hop that part came in so first it started with the you know the instruments and all that then the hip-hop part came in so that, i guess that kind of explains why i'm a i'm an artist an mc a producer an engineer an entrepreneur like it just got instilled in me early and then, um, you know, eventually freestyling turned into writing songs eventually. Right. And, um, you know, here here we are so, so far later down the line. And, like, I'm still doing those things. Now, I'm, um, you know, we're throwing shows. Right. Um, make sure I'll come to the Ozone Hip Hop Fest. It's still going to go down. Famous plug. Still going to go down, son. Ozone Hip Hop Fest. That's the plan, man. I was talking to another... Um colleague of ours um just before we got on this call yeah um yeah man and he was like we just got to make that happen i know everything's kind of crazy right now and we'll talk about some of that but um yeah but i think it's something to look forward to you know but you're not alone man i was a band geek also i played uh clarinet in middle school and i played trumpet all through high school no way yeah man I, i will i will uh I I call your uh your flute and uh, violin playing and I raise you a 
one year of marching band. <laughs> true, true band geek right what? here. I think that's why we get along. We've had yeah, like maybe, maybe. foundation. <laughs> More maybe. background, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely one up me there. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in a marching band, so. Yeah, you know, still... yeah, it's all one of those things, you know. You you don't divulge to everyone, you know. But uh, you know, yeah. you, you I wasn't even thinking that far back, you know, you know. You know, when you started talking about the instruments, like, well, they kind of play instruments too, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's like a, it's like another part of my life that I don't even like. You kind of lock that away. Part, you know? You kind of lock that part away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta embrace it. Gotta embrace it. You know? You know? Brace it. Whatever, man. Yeah. But, uh, so let me ask you a question. So when you started, um, making music like around the time that okay you, like you just said like your timeline of like okay you're playing instruments and then you kind of made this shift at a certain point and you started freestyling and everything and started rapping into like where you are now right um so around that time like what were you listening to like what were your influences at the time that made you say like wow i want to do that like i want to i want to rap like yeah yeah um at that time i was that the time frame of actually wanting to write music, um, I was like in a Jedi Mind Tricks, um, you know, Benny Paz and all them cats. I'm from yeah. Jersey, so I think that'll be a, a uh, an important um, piece of information to put in there. I'm from Jersey, so like you know, yeah. Benny Paz, Poor Righteous Teachers, KRS One, yeah. you know, a lot of the New York ha ha cats and everything. Um, definitely like. Um, to go back a little further than that, and um, if you were if you were a teen or just if you listen to hip hop in in Jersey or up north, or just I think in general, man, like um, the locks, the locks that eventually became D Block, like everybody, like that was the that was, they were the ish that that at that time, you know what I mean? So they definitely had a um had a huge uh, impact on my artistry. And influence but to even go a little further back from that time um like bob marley um reggae and i'm trinidadian so like you know there's a genre of music in, Tr music in trinidad called soca which is like you know exclusive to trinidad so like you know it's soca reggae um hip-hop and all these different things even a little rock in there like that whole cum culmination kind of um you know like uh fueled my artistry and like my creative mind and everything but um i would say the but i would say the strongest influences came from like reggae uh bob marley and um because i remember when i first really started taking taking um being an artist serious and wanted to make songs and make music i was like yo i want to be like a lyrical bob marley i want to like have He's an icon. He's yeah. going to go down in history as, like, you know, an icon. Not even just an artist, dude. Just, like, you know, you know you're know, you from my era. Like, Bob Marley is a legend. And it's, it's what he stands for. You know, peace, knowledge, wisdom, unity, love. Like, that's what I wanted to embody, you know? And that that um definitely is a part of um my character and who I am. Not just as a man, as an artist, too. Um, yeah. Bob Marley. And, um, yeah, and that just fused together with, like, the hip-hop and underground hip-hop and, like, you know, um, every everything else. Just that whole culmination is just a cool, uh, 
cool thing. So uh, what about you? What are uh, your, um, who are your influences and who, who, who has inspired you to become the producer and the artist that you are? So um, obviously I like all kinds of hip hop. I like so many artists, but at that specific time, right? Um, I was really, this is like early 2000s, right? So I first started making music like when I was in high school, right? I mean, aside from playing instruments, I would mess around on like little, you know, programs on my computer and like, it wasn't really like, I mean, I enjoyed messing around with the programs, but I wasn't really like, what am I trying to do with this? You know, um, like I'm just killing time, you know? FL Studio. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny that, well, I'll, I'll, it's funny I'll, that you say FL Studio, but that's funny because I was going to say something about it. Yeah, because um, you said like yeah. computer programs, I was like, yeah. usually FL Studio, you know, it was free. Really, it, was, it was Acid <laughs> Pro at the time, Acid Pro. Um, um, it was like Acid Pro 2.0 or whatever you know it was and I was just messing around with like loops and stuff like that and I had really no idea of like what I was doing but I was just messing around with it you know whatever like killing time I was like 15 years old you know yeah. and um I remember like like I don't know sometimes you know when when you kind of have like little epiphanies or you have like little moments where that you like think about and you're like man this is like my first like you just remember where you were with like certain things. And I'm not talking about like big historical events. I mean, that's a yeah. whole other category. But I remember when um, like Kanye West first came out, right? And I was like into that. I was really into like that early 2000s, like Rockefeller, like that whole, that whole wave, you know? I was heavy into Jay-Z at that time, uh, Freeway, Beanie, um, Kanye. You wear those big old shirts. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And and like just the production was just like amazing. It was yeah. just amazing. And like Kanye, like I knew the name Kanye West, right? Because you know, I I would like look a little bit into like to, into the producers of the songs and stuff like that, but I didn't know that much. But when Kanye West dropped um through the wire, right? And I remember I was like in the car, I was like seeing the driver, I was about to get out of the car, and I was like, damn. This is like, I want to do this. Like, this is like what I want to do. Yeah. You know? Like this, what I'm listening to right now, that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I was like, you know, I don't have that. You know, I bought, co you know, college dropout. And this is like Kazaa LimeWire days, right? So I'm like, all right, let me try to find some like more like of this dude's music, right? Yeah. That he's produced or... um just other underground stuff that he has that wasn't really put out like that. And I started like downloading music and I, I, you know, there's a bridge here, I promise. Um, <laughs> and um, so I was heavy into like that whole Rockefeller into like Kanye West, you know, and then I'm like downloading songs one day and um, I see this song by this, who I thought was just some guy, um, little brother um, featuring Kanye West. So I'm like, fuck is this now it was like little brother featuring Kanye West I see now I don't know if you're familiar with that song um whatever it's, it's like an underground track or whatever but it's a little collab between little brother and Kanye West right um produced by Ninth Wonder and I was like I know that name I know that name and um and I knew that name because I was like wait a second I think he produced a song for Jay-Z 
And sure enough, yeah, he produced um, Threat on the Black Album. And what I had read, hold on, let me click X here. Stupid pop-up thing. Um, and the whole thing at that time was like, oh, here's this guy who produced for Jay-Z and he makes all his beats on Fruity Loops. Remember, we didn't call it FL Studio at the time. It was Fruity Loops. And I was like, the, if you were like an amateur in your bedroom making beats, that's what you used, that's you know? And I remember like, I was like talking to like a friend of mine who, you know, had like a really nice studio at the time, even at like 18 years old, you know? Um, had like a really nice studio in his house. And he was like, oh, that guy is using that bullshit Fruity Loops, blah, blah, blah. Man, this guy making that bullshit just, just made a beat for Jay-Z. <laughs> you know, and he's set for life, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he, the rest is history, you know? So that turned into like my um, interest in like Little Brother. And that's like, um, yeah, for me personally, that's like one of my favorite artists. It's, okay, it's my favorite artist of all time, my favorite group of all time. But the thing is, and maybe maybe it's the same for you, or maybe it's just maybe it's different because we grew up in different areas, right? Um, for me, it like listening to like Little Brother and like Justice League and all that, you kind of like you listen to like mainstream music and Rockefeller obviously was mainstream because Jay Z is huge, but once you start listening to like underground music and you start digging and digging and digging, you start finding all these other artists. And you're just like, damn, it's like this whole world that I didn't even know about, you know? So I started listening to like Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, and it's like a like, chain reaction. Right, it's a chain reaction. You just keep finding artists, you know? Cause you start, cause you open up this door and you're like, oh, little brother, this underground hip hop art. opens up a hallway. Who else is in, Who? what other rooms are down this hallway? You know? you oh, here's the atmosphere door. Here's the immortal technique door, wow. you know? And you, start, and you start like, you know? And like now I just like live in this little world, you know? Um, so that's yeah. pretty much what it is. You'll, so I started listening to like, you know, really like backpacker music, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, around that time, you know? And I was already, you know, I already liked, you know, um, I already kind of had the foundation of, you know, already being into like Common, Tribe Called Quest, you know, pretty much the- For uh, me, it was like the, op it was like opposite, it was like, my first, first, first introduction to hip hop was like the mainstream cats, like um, Biggie, right? Uh, you know, people like that. Then after that, it was like Cassidy, which is like real gangster. I mean, yes, it's underground too, but it's more on the gangster level, you know. Right. But like, it wasn't until after that that you know I started hanging out with people that listened to you know the underground, more conscious, you know, yeah. um, hip hop and everything. So. So yeah, well, um, that's pretty much both of our, uh, well, I guess, our starting points and our influences and all that. You know, I'm, obviously, we could talk for hours about specific artists and like what we think about different albums from that. Uh, era and all that that's, that's a whole. That's a whole. That's, like a, that's a 24 hour podcast. You know. Yeah, dude. Um, so any other? Uh, I mean, I know there was a couple other things we were going to talk about. So um, the coronavirus second wave. Um, any, uh, any opinions on that? Any, um, thoughts on it? Yeah. So I, you know, I was reading a little bit earlier on what, cause I, you know, we see that on the news, you know, and even bef before the first wave kind of like chilled out, they had talked about like, oh, there's, you know, we can expect a second wave later in the year or whatever. And, yeah. and I was reading today about 
you know, I was doing like a little bit of research on like other pandemics, right? So I go back like a hundred years, I'm reading about the Spanish flu and how, yeah, obviously it's different, you know, because medicine was different back then. And um, that, you know, the population of the world was different back then and it affected a lot more people. But um, it's, you know, what I was reading was that they really hit, uh, they had a second wave that was really bad back then because of mutation in the virus. Right. Did, did it um transfer like the coronavirus do, d- does? Is it was like the, the same concept? Like it's in the air, then you get it through the air, you touch something. You know, like yeah, that. as far as I know, yeah. As far as I know, it was, you know, something like that, you know. Okay. Um, air, I think it was like air droplets or something. Um, but um, but I don't know. That, but the, the reason why that the second wave there was really bad was because the, the virus mutated. And I don't know if we're already seeing uh, a mutation with this virus, and that would be a factor. I don't know. But I think as the virus is now, as we start getting closer to, first of all, people um, already having gotten it, right? So those people in all likelihood will have the antibodies to fight it, even if they are exposed to it again, right? Plus, we are getting closer to a vaccine from everything that I've read. Um, as to the, the safety of that vaccine, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know enough about that. I mean, it seems a bit fast for a vaccine to be developed. Considering yeah, really fast. It took, it took like 30 years to come up with a vaccine for the flu. Yeah. Um, and, we, and it's still not. I don't trust it. Or anything by any means. I so, don't trust it. I don't know. Um, but uh, from everything, you know, we've read and everything I've heard, even if there is a second wave, um, apparently we're not going to, shut down yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that's what trump said that's yeah that's what he was saying and i know that's economically driven um right, right. But, but honestly i i think they rushed the reopen to begin with uh i think we could have used another month um of being closed that's probably i don't know how popular or unpopular of an opinion that is but uh i know that it depends how my how own personal perspective right because i've been fortunate and um that i work in a job that that I've been, my, my hours haven't been, I haven't changed. My income hasn't changed over this yeah. time. So I'm very blessed in that way, you know, and a lot of people haven't been so fortunate. You yeah, know? It depends really how it affected you. Like if your, your, your main source of income is being a waiter or something and like yeah. your restaurant shut down, obviously you'd be like, no way. Yeah, I'm ready exactly. to go to work right now. Like, you know, we should have been back to work before. This is ridiculous, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what what do you think? What do you think in regards to um, you have any opinions or or thoughts it, with a uh, potential uh, second wave? Um, I honestly don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like to me, it's from from the beginning. I feel like not to say there's no virus. Obviously, there's a virus. It's something killing people. I feel like the numbers never really added up like the numbers were inflated and all that and um but now they're like they're letting people you know go out and protest and be in close quarters together but still there's certain things not um not open and all that so it makes me think like do they want there to be a second wave you know what i mean like are they letting us go out there and protest because they know this is, what, is what's going to happen. Because if they're really scared of the second wave, like, then don't, why are we back out? Right. Like, right. 
So, um, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I don't know if there'd be a second wave. I know if there is a second wave, like you were just saying before, I don't think things are going to shut down again just because, like, the economic issue and everything and, um, you know, just how it's badly affecting everybody on a, you know, on a, uh, on a personal, a personal and public level. Um, so yeah, that, that's about it, man. I really, yeah. I hope it doesn't happen. You know, I hope it doesn't, but I don't know. Yeah. Same. Just hoping uh, every day that things just, you know, trend in a, in a positive way. Regardless, right. You know? right. Yeah, you always want to see things get better and improve. Right. You know, you don't really want to see less people um, getting affected. And by the looks of it, dude, like, man, every time I'm scrolling through YouTube now or whatever, it's like um, cases in coronavirus or coronavirus are spiking. Twenty thousand new cases. Right. Da -da 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 -da. And it's like we all know about the manipulation of the media. Um, okay. How true. How true it is, I'm not saying, like, it's a complete dud, like, the complete line, like, there's no new cases. But, I mean, look around you, though. Like, all my roommates are good. They're all, you know, I have a few roommates. They're all good. I'm mm -hmm. good. You know, like, I look outside. Like, I haven't constant. my family's good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. saying this. I'm being empathetic, and I know there's people dealing with this. But, like, everybody, I'm good. Everybody I know is good. Like, how bad is this thing really? Is there really a spike? Are they trying to push another agenda? What's going on? So. Yeah, I think that there's a... Um, I think everyone would agree that with all situations and most topics, there's people in the extremes. I think the extremes here are there's people who think that this is all bullshit and, and like, yeah. there really is no threat of, uh, you know, the, the virus threat really was nothing to begin with. And, right. and if there was, it was you know, forced on us, you know, by the government, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have other people who are crazy, you know, thinking like, okay, this is the Spanish flu again. And I'm, you know, I'm bleeping my entire body every day, you know, yeah. and, uh, but yeah. with most things in life, everything's usually, usually the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their, their, what, what is your truth is your truth, you know? Right. Um, and like, yeah, like you were just saying, some people are saying, dude, this is just the flu. This is just another form of the flu, but they're hyping it up to be something completely insane. But other people are like, yo, this is a real deadly, almost like plague from the Bible or something like right. that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, there's always going to be the extremes. There's always going to be different opinions. You know, I can't say that I know for sure exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? I'd be naive to be like, yo, I have all the answers. Um, I know what's going on. But, yeah. um, and I mean, and nobody does, honestly. Nobody has all the answers. Exactly. Yeah. All these Facebook, all these yeah. Facebook that are like, yo, I know everything that yeah. uh, <laughs> the government created <laughs> because it wasn't really um, transferred in Wuhan, China at the wet factory with these animals. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Everyone's. It, <laughs> Everyone's an investigative journalist, you know? Right. That's the like the danger. Like social media is such a blessing. I mean the internet in general is such a blessing and a curse. Because like we have the universe at our fingertips, but at the same time, anybody could be a journalist, anybody could be a reporter, anybody could be uh, a um, a master at anything, you know what I mean now? So it's like it's nuts. Yeah. No, that's the uh, the the pros and cons of the, the internet as a whole, you know, like the 
the top of the information is as good as ever, but the bottom of it is as bad as ever, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, without the internet, we couldn't be doing this right exactly. now. Exactly. Right? So I'm, I'm not complaining, you know? Right. Yeah, we're not. We utilize it just as much as anybody. We're, you yeah. know, I don't know, are you, I don't know if you're a millennial or not. I'm a millennial. So it's like, I. Technically, I'm like the oldest of the millennials. I think I'm no. like at, at the top of the. What? Do you know like, the age range, the the year? I think, like, I think 84, 85 is like, uh, so after, I think it's like Generation Z, I want to say. And that's like the first like millennial um, group. So after 85 is millennial. I think 84, 85, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Because I honestly, I, I was at work one day and I was like, I was telling my coworker, I was like, man, these millennials. I was like. <laughs> something and like he was like dude you know you're a millennial right i was like no i'm not a millennial what are you talking about he was like when were you born i was like 1988 he was like you're yeah, a millennial yeah, I, yeah I mean <laughs> i guess literally we are but i technically like i don't i don't I think that like, same as like i mean i don't want to i don't want to shit on other people but <laughs> i feel like there's a different there's like there's like a there's a split there you know what i mean i feel like we are we're like this we uh we're the last. Um, we're the last group that knew what the hell life was like before the internet and before his cell phones. Yeah, you know what I mean. We knew about like going outside and playing as kids and not right. like, being attached to like this iPad or like exactly. I don't know. When did you get a phone? I didn't get a phone until I was like in eighth grade or something like that. I got it in my junior year when I was seventeen. Or no, that's my that's my senior year. That's junior or senior year of high school. You didn't yeah, have a phone till you were in high school. Yeah, well, I mean, I was born '85, so probably we got them the same year, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. were born '88. I'm what three years older than you. So. Yeah. So yeah, so that was around then, you know. My uh, my probably, you know what? When I turned 16, actually, because my my parents' whole thing was like, no, you're not gonna get a cell phone until you start driving. So like, what? You don't need any. You know, you're not out like taking the car out on your own. You don't really need to call about anything. Yeah. I had a, oh, yeah. I had a freaking beeper with like the little chain and shit. Yeah, you had a beeper, yo. <laughs> we were doing like, the fight. Phone to call somebody like somebody beeps you, you gotta call them. Yeah, we had the little the little beeper codes, you know. <laughs> yeah, it always confused me how a beeper worked because I was like, how do beeper like I didn't know how beepers worked. I never like I seen them around. I thought yeah. like for the longest time, I thought like you can communicate to people through them or something like, like yeah. you can talk back through the beeper, but it's just you get a notification, somebody right. beeps you, paid you, and then you call them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way. <laughs> we have, yes. Well, beepers to talking on a video chat. <laughs> All right. You remember AOL? The, the dial? Of course. <laughs> I feel like somebody needs to make a song. What happened? My I my uh, message isn't going through. Mom, did you pick up the phone? <laughs> we had two phone lines, one for the one for the one for the actual calls and then one for the internet. But the thing is if someone was on the call then if someone needed to make a phone call, they're just picking up the other line. And I'm like, what the I was downloading I was down but I was trying to download a song for the last forty five minutes. Couldn't you take the end of the one that goes in the computer and hook it up to a phone, and then that you can use that as a phone, right? Like the the uh, phone line that went into the computer, you could like take it out and put it in the phone. I don't know. I right? Don't I think you could do that because I remember like I, my mom would always be on the phone. You mean like plug in, plug in from the computer to the phone, and then the phone's already hooked up to the wall. 
No, like the like so like the um the phone lines the phone line goes from the wall to the computer, right? That's how you go to the internet. But I'm right. saying if you wanted to use the phone, you could just like bring your phone over, unplug it from the computer and then plug it into the phone and now you have a now you could use the phone or whatever. I guess. I think that's how it was. Yeah. yeah. But but anyway, like <laughs> mid nineties uh technology talk. <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, he's no, things have changed a lot. Though, I always, right? always been nerdy. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, we all have the same struggle, man. If you grew up around that era, we all have that same struggle—the freaking dial-up. Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember my mom. Like, she would be on the phone. And if I wanted to eavesdrop on her, I would pick the other phone up. Of course. But like, you have to like, you have to cover the speaking part, <laughs> so they don't know you're on the other side. <laughs> so you're like. <laughs> There was one day, sorry, you just reminded me of this. I was on the phone. I was on the phone with like with like my friend or my girlfriend at the time or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And my other one of my brothers was on the phone with his girlfriend, right? And our little brother thought it'd be funny to like pick up the phone and like blurt something out, but he didn't realize my older brother was on the phone. So he picked up the wrong line. He blurted something out thinking he was on my call. And he said something. And um <laughs> He picks up the line that my brother's talking to his girlfriend. He just blurred something out. And, and his girlfriend's just like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I want to go Right. That's all you would hear. Yeah. Man, those are some fun times. It's some things about, like, the past, man, and, like, having not having certain technologies that is just, like, nostalgic and, like, fun and, like, sure. you know, just real – Real, real uh, special, you know, like th times like that, like being able to pick up the other back when people use house phones, because obviously yeah. everybody has their cell phone. Yeah, back to that, yeah. yeah. Back to house phone. Yeah, when you actually use phones or whatever, like rotary, remember the rotary phones? Rotary phones, yeah, of course, of course. The little, I honestly don't remember calling anybody from the rotary phone. I don't remember. I, I do, because I remember our kitchen phone was a rotary phone for the longest time, and then we upgraded. And we just got like uh, like a wireless phone for the landline. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anything I else? Changer there. Oh, uh, after you guys upgraded? Oh yeah, you know to that wireless, you know. Yeah. So and our and, you know, people could leave a message without it, you know, just be a voicemail. It wasn't a tape, you know. Oh right, right, right. Oh, they they, they didn't have the answer machines though back then. What's that? The answer machines. Yeah, so they used to have like the answering machine would have like a little tape, right? And oh, then take the tape out, right? And you know, and then and then like then it was like a game changer that like you your answering machine was just like a recording, like not on a tape, just a, a recording, you know. And yeah, those are the days. Yeah, dude, definitely was, man. So, anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, we can just. Um, wrap it up here but i do want to say one little thing in regards to uh it we would kind of be um you know to be ignoring uh the you know all the protests and the uh, george floyd situation i just want to say one thing and i and, it, and i tie this to music a little bit um because right now you have a lot of people saying you know white people really saying i've been educating myself because of this george floyd situation i've been educating myself on the you know, the struggle and oppression of black people. And I think like 
don't you realize that you know KRS One made a song called "Sound of the Police"? Don't you realize there's a reason why NWA made "F the Police"? There's a reason why Bone Thugs covered that song. You know, you know, "F the Police." Like, have you listened to any of Kendrick Lamar's music? I just don't understand where this. I'm educating myself now. Hip hop culture, and that's just hip hop culture. That's just a portion of, you know, a part of the black community, right? You know, talking about these issues for a long time. So where have you been? Right. It takes somebody dying, well, and it's not the first time either. Like, but, but it takes it takes a response like that right. for you to finally be like, oh, let me see what this is about. Right. But you got but all these white people are listening to this music for years and years and years. You know, you're consuming this music, and what are you doing with it? Are you just listening to the words and you're not actually like absorbing what's being said. So that really um, been a little confusing to me and in a weird way, kind of funny to me because how clueless can you be? Do you think that black people and uh, you know, hip hop artists specifically have just been, been making this stuff up for a long time? No, this is a reflection of their experience, reflection of their um, communities. So yeah, keep educating yourself i guess <laughs> but i don't know where you've been yeah i mean it's it's sad it takes this this to um like for people to actually start um right having even peaking their interest in like huh there's something really wrong here yeah right. i mean and there's been something wrong for so long and i feel like now we can't let these uh these brothers and these sisters lives lost go in vain like we have to take that and yeah. and make the change and um so it doesn't it doesn't keep happening you know it's not gonna happen overnight or whatever but this is a definitely a good start you know yeah. and like yeah i don't agree with the riots and the breaking and the looting and things of that nature but i will say it is having an an effect they there's there's changes being made that i do see it may not be my thing may not be your thing to go out there and like you know be out there wilding out and breaking stuff, but but it has its place though, you know. Yeah, it has yeah. its place. If it makes, if it forces a change, then hey, I'll take it. You know. Yeah, we just, we just do our part. You know, I do my part in whatever I can do. You know, yeah. like whether it's like make a song about it, um, you know, hold meetings about it. You mm -hmm. know, um, try to have um, strategies. Try to think of strategies or get with people, and we can um, try to come up with strategies that we can implement and utilize and use, you know, and I think uh, platforms like our podcast here is a perfect right. way to um, bring more awareness. And, and on. There we go. Talk a little bit of music. We talk a little bit of current events, you know? Yeah. That's where it's at, you know? Yeah. But yeah, man, um, I guess that's probably where we should wrap it up, huh? Uh, yeah, that yeah, sounds good to me. Um, where, people, where can people find you? What are you trying to promote, man? Yeah, so, um, you know, working on an album now. Um, just, just building, just stacking songs, making beats, uh, networking, you know. So, um, I can't tell y'all when the album's gonna drop, but right. it's coming, you know. Um, so, yeah, just be on the lookout. What about you? What's your, wait, wait, wait before... Oh. Oh, my handle. Yeah, yeah, your handle and all that. Handles, yeah, um, everything at trinnyelevate.com um, or just all socials at trinnyelevate, T-R-I-N-I-E-L-E-V-8 is in the number. And um, yeah, you can find me on all socials. Sure. That's what's up, man. 
Yeah, same. Um, you know, just working on some stuff. Um, some I'm not going to say specifically. Definitely, hopefully, I'm um, doing the Ozone Hip Hop Fest in August. That's the that's the goal right now. Hopefully, we'll be making some announcements in regards to that soon. Um, that always working on some music, networking, all that. I'm definitely going to be announcing some stuff um, too. Um, <clears throat> respect the culture brand um, that I just started with the homie motion picture. Um, yeah. You can find that um, exclusively. We're only doing through uh, Teespring right now, but we'll, you know, yeah, that, we'll um, ramp that up soon. Yeah, that reminds me too. I got these um, elevated vibes only joints. You guys could pick up at um, actually on Teespring as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's on Teespring, so uh, you can get there through my Instagram, which is like I just said, Trini Elevate. And sure, sure. it's in my bio and all that. So, yeah. And I'm at, at Chris Audio, K H R I S Audio, pretty much any social media platform. Don't forget the K. Yeah, K. <laughs> Come talk. I did. I did. <laughs> it's all good. First met. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. Until next time. Peace. Peace.